Thanks for listening to the Cool Church Podcast. We're praying that wherever you are on this journey, that this message encourages you. And we want you to know that you were created out of love. And now, here's today's message with our very own Pastor Terrence Wilson. Y'all got your Bibles? I'm ready to preach a message. I want you to turn to John chapter 3. John chapter 3. This is a message on the Holy Spirit. I know it could get weird when we start talking about the Holy Spirit, but here's the thing. It's either, the Bible says you got to be hot or cold. You either believe all of this or none of it. So I believe all of it. Amen? Hey, help me out today, man, because I feel like preaching. So if you hear something I like, just, just, just preach with me. Say amen. Say that's good. Say holla at your boy. Say turn up, pastor. Say, say oh, hallelujah. Say preach at Baldy. I don't care. Just say something if you hear something you like. Amen? So on the count of three, I'm going to need y'all to shout one of those back at me because I hate, I, hate I hate a quiet church. Oh, oh, oh. Count of three. One, two, three. Amen. Amen. I did that at the 1130 the other day. Everybody shouted back, preacher Baldy. I said, y'all some haters. That's why I love the 930 more. Praise God for y'all. Y'all are actually saved. Praise God. <laughs> I had to be one. Side, I'm going to go with you, sis. I'm with it. John chapter 3, verses 1 through 8. Read something like this online family. Jump on that app. Keep up with me. We got all the words up here for you as well. Now, there was a Pharisee. A man named Nicodemus who was a member of the Jewish ruling council. He came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God. I love this. Nicodemus is a Pharisee. And out of all the Pharisees, he's the one that the Bible talks about that actually was on the side of Jesus. But you know, I've been reading this verse for years and for the first time in life that something stuck out to me different. He said, he said, I love this. He says, he came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, we know. Not only did he know, we know. I love this because whether the Pharisees wanted to admit it or not, they knew there was something different about Jesus. See, sometimes the only reason your haters will actually get on you because they know something is different about you, even if they don't want to admit it. I love this. Nicodemus wasn't the only one that knew. It says, we know that you are a teacher that has come from God. For no one could perform the signs you are doing if God were not with him. Jesus replied, very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. Listen to this response from Nicodemus. How can someone be born when they are old? Nicodemus asked. Surely they cannot enter a second time until there's mother's womb to be born. Jesus answered, very truly I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and the spirit. It's a good place to say amen. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but spirit gives birth to spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but spirit gives birth to spirit. You should not be surprised at my saying you must be born again. Listen to verse 8. Because it's like, it sounds like it's a detour. It's like, wow. It's like, what? You said, you was talking about flesh and spirit, and now you just went on a whole other tangent? Listen to verse 8. Underline this. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear it sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it's going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. 
Oh, we're going to dig into that today. I'm so, so excited. And if you're taking notes on this message, the Bible says in Jedediah 55, 7, that those that taketh notes shall get it to heaveneth. If you believe that, I got more work to do than I thought. So read your Bible, take some notes. They might not help you now, but they'll point you back to a place in your word that will be a blessing to you when you need it the most. If you're taking notes on this second message in higher learning, I've entitled it this. Power to change. Power to change. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you for this day. For this is the day that you have made. God, let us rejoice and be glad in it. God, I thank you for each and every person that is in this house today. Lord, you knew that before the earth began to spin on its axis, everybody that would be here, everybody that would be watching online, everybody that's connected to this cool family all over the world, I pray that I would lie down as you rise up. Don't let these words be my own, but let them come directly from your throne room of grace, open hearts, minds, and ears to be open and receptive to a word that will always and only be about Jesus. God, I pray for the one, the one that needs to hear this word the most. God. May you birth something in their spirit today. God, for the one that doesn't know you, let them meet you for the first time or let them come home to you today. I pray these things in Jesus' name. And everybody set? Everybody set? Somebody give Jesus a shout of praise in this place today. As believers, if you call yourself a Christian, and I don't assume that everybody in this room is a Christian, and I actually hope you're, everybody in this room is not a Christian. I actually hope that, because if it's nothing but Christians in this room, what are we doing? It can't just be us foreign no more. We, we got to grow. We, we, we got to call our brothers and sisters that are out there in the world and introduce them to the one that changed us, and his name is, right? So if you're not a Christian, you have to understand this about us, but if you are a Christian, you already know this, that the Holy Spirit is where our power comes from as believers. And it's the power to change. Somebody's out there right now, Pastor, you don't know me. You don't know what I've done. You don't know where I've, what I've said. You don't know where I've been. You don't know who my family is. It's impossible for me to change. I rebuke that in the mighty name of Jesus. With the power of the Holy Spirit, anyone can change. If you believe that, say Amen. We can all change. And the thing about the Holy Spirit, I think some people think this is just a New Testament thing. Do you know the Holy Spirit we hear about in the very first verse of the Bible? Holy Spirit's been here. Holy Spirit ain't new to this. The Holy Spirit was here before us. It's going to be here long after us. In creation, there is the Spirit, and there would have been no creation without the Holy Spirit. Genesis 1 verses 1 and 2. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the, sur was over the surface of the deep and the spirit of God was hovering over the waters. Yeah. Sounds like to me the spirit was here before we were. Yeah. Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. Now that word spirit, do a little teaching here for you, in the Hebrew is ruach. No, I'm not just emphasizing it. That's how it sounds. Sounds like you're about to spit something up. Ruach. Ruach is the actual word for spirit. And it means air in motion. It, it, it means, it's the same word that, that we use when we say breathe or breath. It also means life. So when we 
we get to John 3, 8, and it says, the wind blows wherever it pleases, that word wind in Greek is pneuma, and it means a current of air. It means breathe or breath. It means a breeze, and it also means the spirit. So we see a place in the Old Testament where wind is equated to the spirit, and we see a place in the New Testament where wind is equated to the spirit. The spirit and wind are synonymous in the scripture because it speaks to a power to change things. If you know, if you lived in South Florida long enough, you know about the wind. Because we got hurricanes. We got tornadoes. There was two seconds yesterday I said, did a hurricane come that nobody told me about? I had all kind of stuff blowing around my yard in the wind. The wind is powerful. And if you expect to live life as a Christian without the power of the Holy Spirit, I want you to understand you are sadly mistaken. There needs to be the winds of change moving in somebody's life right now. I don't want to be stagnant as a believer. Like, how terrible Christianity would be is like, you get, you get saved, right? And then after that, your life is exactly the same as it was. That would be whack. Like, I wouldn't even be standing here preaching. I'm like, so you're supposed to give me life and life more abundantly, but my life looked the same as it did before I ever met you. So why do I need you? But with the Holy Spirit, you can live an abundant life. You can live an amazing life. You can live an exciting life. And I pity people that feel like, man, oh, I could just be a believer without the spirit because it's too weird and I'm good. I just want to tell you, you missing out. It's like when you was a kid, you know, and maybe some people in the room going to hear me when your parents got you like a dope gift as a kid, but it needed batteries and they got you the gift without the batteries. It's like, this is dope, but I can't use it. How come when my parents, maybe this, not, not y'all parents, my parents, when they used to give me stuff, like I used to get a remote control car, and they would put the batteries, but they didn't even give me the right remote control car. Mine was the one with the string attached from the remote to the car. So all my friends, they racing freely down the street. I'm running like this with my car. They ain't had nothing to do with nothing. I'm just pulling up my old trauma. <laughs> you can't expect to live a Christian life without the power of the Holy Spirit on you. Like, listen, and I'm, I'm not even telling you you need it for, for, for like, oh, this deep supernatural connection to God. I need it every day for everything. Like, I don't, I don't just need the, the, the Holy Spirit for supernatural stuff. I need it for natural stuff. Like, it's the power that stops me from cussing somebody out or slapping somebody upside their head. I knew somebody was going to feel that. Somebody almost cussed somebody out in the church parking lot. I need that power every day. It's that Galatians 5.22 power for the fruit of the spirit is self-control. See, some of you think you can control yourself, but you actually need the spirit to control you. Y'all don't want to know me without the Holy Spirit. Because I'm like, read between the lines. You know what I'm talking about? Like, but the Holy Spirit says, no, Terrence, you can't do that. Can't do that. Yeah. Holy Spirit want to say all kind. I want to say all kind of crazy stuff. Holy Spirit's like, ah, sh- 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 sh. don't say it. It might feel good to be petty for five seconds, but it ain't gonna be worth it. Don't do it, Terrence. The the Spirit is what gives me peace 
when my life is going crazy. Don't think just because I'm a pastor my life is chill all the time. I promise you it's not. My life's always like going crazy. And I love what Romans 8, 6 says. The mind that is governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the spirit is a life of peace. Spirit gives me peace that passes all understanding. I love the Holy Spirit because it comforts me when I'm sad. Like, I'm not going to act like every day is a good day. There's not all days that are good days, man. Like, sometimes I'm actually down. Like, sometimes, like, I'm feeling it in my spirit and I'm sad. And the Holy Spirit can come on me just like John 14, 26 says. He says, but the comforter who is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, shall teach you all things. If you need comfort, the Holy Spirit can comfort you when you're sad. But even when I'm lost, you know what the Holy Spirit does for me? It gives me direction. It's like my GPS, man. It, it, it guides me in life. Galatians 5.25 says, if you live in the Spirit, stay in step with the Spirit. For the Bible says the, righteous, the steps of a righteous man are ordered by what? The Lord. So that means I need guidance, man. There's some moves I know to make and some moves I don't. And I'm like, Holy Spirit, where I go next? Left or right, like I, I, I need help because I've made some bad decisions in the past and I need, I need spirit-led decisions. I want to stay in step with the spirit, but he's also the spirit that gives me strength when I'm weak. Ephesians 3.16 says, I pray out of the glorious riches, he may strengthen you with the power through his what? Spirit in your inner being. Listen, man, it is not by, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Some of you try and do stuff on your own strength, and God's like, I need you to rest on my spirit. The spirit will strengthen you. You know what I love about the Holy Spirit? Because I'm a dude, I get tongue-tied sometimes. I don't always know the right things to say. But the spirit will give you the right words to speak when you need to speak it. That's why I always pray, God, let, let me lie down as you rise up. Don't let these words be my what? Don't let them be my own. Let him cover the Holy Spirit. Without the Holy Spirit, you wouldn't even see me standing here right now. This is why I love what the Bible says in Luke 12, 12. The Holy Spirit will give you the words to say at the moment when you need them. Some of you got a tendency to put your foot in your mouth, but you could take it out if the Spirit's in there. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And it's also the power that God gives me to be the best version of myself. Just hands raised. Who wants to be the best version of yourself at all times? If you don't, we'll pray for you. I want to be the best version of myself. Acts 1.8 says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. It has to come on me to be in me so that I can be the me that God has called me to be. I want power. Jesus, I love this because he takes a moment to talk to this Pharisee who probably should have been against him, but he was, it was easy to see in Nicodemus' eyes. He's like, yo, the stuff this dude is doing, he must be from God. So I need to know more about him. I'm going to put my pride down. See, that was the thing about the Pharisees. They were very prideful, right, because they thought they knew everything. They wanted everybody to worship them instead of uh, the God in them. And Nicodemus says, no, 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 no. This man is from God. And I need to know whatever he knows, so I'm going to sit back and I'm going to listen. So he secretly in the night goes to have a, have, have a master's class one-on-one -on -one with Jesus. And Jesus begins to talk with Nicodemus and tell him how he can be reborn. But when he also does that, he equates the spirit to wind. 
Why does Jesus equate the Holy Spirit to wind? We know that's what it is shown to be in the beginning, but why is Jesus telling that to Nicodemus? I believe that people may not see what's changing you, but they should see a change in you. That's the thing about wind. None of us can see it. How many of you ever seen wind? If you raise your hand, put it right back down. You can't see it. All you can see is what it affects. It may move water. It may move objects. It may move things. I can't see it. But guess what? Just because I don't see it doesn't mean that it's not real. That's why faith is a substance, a substance of things hoped for, evidence of things not seen. I can't see God, but I believe that he is real because I have seen how he has moved me in my life. If you believe it, say amen. Just because you can't see it doesn't mean it can't have an effect on you. But the issue people have is that they don't want to go with the wind. You know why? Because what did Jesus say about the wind? It goes wherever it pleases. Not wherever you please. Wherever it pleases. So you saying I got to live a life and I got to let the spirit take me where it wants to take me? That's what Jesus said. Not about where you want to go all the time. It's about where the spirit wants to move. So why don't people want the wind? Because we all want something we can control. Want something we can control. I don't want you just pushing me all over the place. I, I, I want to go. Well, I'm, gr I'm grown. I go where I want to go when I want to go. It's a life without the spirit. Because it's your will. It's not God's will. Some of you have walked yourself into places you shouldn't be. Now you mad you're there and you asking for God to help you when he was like, if you would have just let my spirit take you where you were supposed to go, you wouldn't have ended up in that situation in the first place. How I end up here? You drove. Why well, I'm in this situation again? You walked into it. You ain't let the spirit take you where he wanted to take you. You took you where you wanted to take yourself. But now you mad at God and you asking God to save you from somewhere you took yourself. People don't want to win. They want something they control. You know what people want? They don't want that Holy Spirit wind to come on them and blow them all over the place. You know what they want? They want, they want a fan. Blow now. Yeah. I like the, ooh, let me put you in the direction I want you to. Right there. God, you, right here. Ooh, this is good. Oh, wait, wait, wait. That's, that's, you out of control. Stay. Woo, I, I like this. This feel good. It's so convenient. You know what? Oh, I got, ooh, I got, I got, I got three settings on here. It ain't cold enough. Let me, ah, woo. That feels so good. Doesn't it feel good to have power in your hand that you can control? This is what people want. They don't want to relinquish control of God. They, they want to hold, um, you know, I could put, you know what? I, I'm going to turn it this way. Hi, everybody. Didn't you used to do that as a kid? I just wanted to see if it was going to work still. This is awesome. I sound like T-Pain. I can control that. I like that because you know what? If it's blowing too, oh, I do it too much right now. You know what? Let me just turn this off. It's in my hand. I get to do as I want. You know, oh, it's, it's, it's too hot. Let me cut this window right now. Let me, man, let me manufacture something. 
We manufacture this, this, this control over our own life and we become our own deity. We become our own idol because now we think since we're responsible for turning this on, that, that we think that we're responsible now for our entire life. We, we have taken Jesus out of the wheel and put him into the passenger seat because, hey, God, we got it. You in my car, don't touch the radio. Don't touch the AC. My wife kills me with that. As soon as she gets in my car, she's on my AC. Like, stop that. My car. That's what we do to Jesus. Ah, Jesus. 75, leave it. Leave it. This, this, this Jesus like, nah, you too comfortable. We need to turn this window. No, 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 Jesus. I like, I like it here. So, 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 so let, me, let me turn it back down because gee, you doing too much. You, you're doing too much in my, in my space. You're doing too much in my world. People don't want to win. They want a fan. They want something they can control. It's like control power. Yes, it may be convenient. It may feel nice, but it's way too comfortable. Like there's people right now that control the power. You stay in the job that you're in because it's a steady paycheck feels good but you 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 don't even do the job to your best of your ability you hate it you hate going in there every day but you just you just doing it you doing it because it's comfortable because you don't you don't want to give God control because if you give God control he gonna tell you I gave you an idea 10 years ago you still ain't move on you working for a company you should have owned already, but you ain't want to listen to me. You, you, you wanted to control the wind. Mm. I like y'all when y'all like this. I, I, listen, I, I, I love y'all. And listen, being single is not a crime. It is not a curse. For some people, it is a calling. So let me start my statement by saying that. But some of you are single, not because you called. You did that to yourself. You know why? Because you, you want to control it. So you done wrote out this list. He got to be 6'1". Got to be a doctor or a lawyer, maybe a dentist. I don't know. Gonna have five degrees. Gonna have his own house. Gotta drive a Mercedes G wagon on dubs. You you done created this cockamamie list because you want to control. Ain't like where my husband at? He ain't coming because he don't exist. See, I knew I was going to get the fellas to be with me on this one here today. But it's like, it's, it's, it, it, it's, instead of letting the wind send you somebody that more than likely may hit everything on the list, but maybe he's six feet instead of six one. But because of that, she said, that's all right. People say that. But then when he right in front of you, no. And the dude like, what else I gotta do? 
brother, just wear lifts in your shoes. Maybe she'll get it. Get her to say I do and take your lifts out. Ah, I was six foot the whole time. You don't want the wind to blow. You want, you want control over it. You, you, you want control. Oh, here is people. They, they stay away from church. Because they had a bad experience. So, you know, nope, don't like this church. Turning it off. Go somewhere else. Oh, I like their worship there. This is good. I'm going to turn it back on. Oh, you know what? Worship's good. Pastor's terrible. Turning it off. The word is good. Worship, hmm, I'll come late. I don't like it so much. Turn it back on. Or one person, one person. I, I hate when people say, oh, the church hurt me. No, a person hurt you. Churches don't hurt people. People hurt people. A person hurt you. Oh, cutting it off. And, and instead of allowing the Holy Spirit, when who brought you to that place to develop you and grow you through adversity, you would rather just cut off the wind. Yeah. Cut it off. Because you, you, you want to you control it. There's people right now that are so into control, they allow their vices and their addictions to control them. It feels good now, so I'm going to cut it off. I'm going to cut it on. I'm going to cut it off. I'm going to cut it on. And, and you... you you think you have control over this thing, but the longer you do it, you find out that it actually has control over you. Because you can't let the Holy Spirit wind blow you free of that thing. So you think you need these things in order to be the best you. The, the, the pills, the, the drugs, the, the bot, whatever it is, the sexual addiction, whatever it is, you think you got control over it. But the longer you sit in it, you realize that it only controls you. But I'm here to tell you, nothing should control you like the Holy Spirit controls you. The Bible I read tells me that whom the Son says free is free indeed. Some of us are living under the control of something else when we only need to be controlled by the Holy Spirit. We don't want the wind to blow us where it pleases. We want to have the ability to cut it off when it doesn't feel the way we want it to feel. When you try to control the wind, you weaken the effects of its power on your life. You have to be so careful because it's never been our job to control the wind. Our job is just to stay close to the source of the wind. You can't control it, but as believers, we can stay close to the source of the wind. Everybody do me a favor. Sitting out there. It's been fun, right? Yeah. Take your hand like this. Now do this. Now do this. Say, oh, oh, oh. I just want to see if I can get y'all to do that. All right. No, just take your hand like this. Dudes in the audience, best team, man. Why you set me up, dog? Take your hand like this for real. I'm not playing. I put it as close to your face as possible. You feel your breath. You feel your breath on your hand, right? I want you to blow into your hand. Just blow. You feel that, right? Everybody, everybody should be able to feel it. Some people, you know, you probably needed a... Not only do you feel it, you smell it. Whoa! Lord Jesus. You, see, you woke yourself up. That's why they're not talking to me and they're sitting next to me. Okay. 
You blow, don't blow too hard if, if that's you, if you just find that out. I just helped somebody. You're welcome. You blow. Now, now I want you to blow. So you blow and you feel it, right? Now I want you to blow and as you blow, I want you to move your hand away from your face. When it's out here, do you feel it? You know why? Because you're not close enough. Some of y'all are so far away from Jesus, you cannot feel his power on you. Some of you have distanced yourself from Jesus, and all Jesus is saying, come to me, all who are weary, all who are broken, all who are burdened and heavy laden, and I will give you rest, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. But if you don't bring it to Jesus, if you ain't close to Jesus, then you can't feel the weight being lifted. And if you're not close to Jesus, you cannot feel his power on you. Stay close to the wind. Because when you're close, you can hear its sound and feel its direction. Two things and we out of here, I promise. What does the wind sound like? What does the wind sound like? John 3, 8, first part says, the wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear the sound. This is what Jesus said. You hear the sound. I just told you, you got to stay close to the wind to know what it sounds like. How, how, how do you stay close enough to the wind to hear it then? If I got to be close to it, Jesus, close enough to hear it, how do I do that? Like, that sounds like something real spiritual. How do I practically walk that out in my life each and every day? How do I stay close to the power of the Holy Spirit? How do I stay close to the wind? You got to do what the early believers did. And it's very practical. Acts 2, verses 1 and 2. We read this last week. When the day of Pentecost came, the believers were all together in one place. Suddenly, somebody say suddenly. Suddenly. Unless you smelled your breath on your hand, don't say it. (laughs) Suddenly, a sound like a mighty rushing wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. The Bible says a sound like that sounds like they heard the wind. A sound like a mighty rushing wind came from heaven. The Bible is using something natural or common to talk about something that is very supernatural and very uncommon. I I, I love this. And the thing that it's talking about is the Holy Spirit says that a sound came. Could you imagine what that thing had to sound like? Man, we live in Florida, so if you've ever been around during a hurricane or a tornado, you just hear this roar of wind, man. It's like a howling, and it's like a, it's like a sound you just never heard before. I could imagine. That's probably what it sounded like on the day of Pentecost. And I asked myself, for them to reap that sound from heaven, what were they doing in the natural to experience something so supernatural? What, what would it like? Jesus said, hey, just go wait. Go wait for me. But I love it because while they were waiting, they were not wasting. While they were waiting, what were they doing? What, what, what were they doing? Supernatural sound found itself responding to the natural sounds of people. I, I, I love this. So now I ask myself, if I want to make this practical, what did the disciples sound like? 
You know what I, I bet they sounded like? Jesus just left them. He was like, hey, y'all, y'all going to do greater things than me. I'm out. Peace. See you on the other side. But I'll be back. But why, but why are you still not? Wait, I got a gift that you're going to get. And I'm sure that they were encouraged. But at the same time, I'm sure maybe there was a bit of sadness because they didn't know when they was going to see him again. They knew they was going to face persecution. They went to Jerusalem. They sat in the upper room and they waited. But what did they sound like? You know, I bet they sounded like surrender. Why? Because the disciples, they had nothing else. It was like, you know what? With the rest of whatever I got, I'm going I'm, I'm to be here waiting. God, you got the rest of me. I'm going to surrender it all to you right now to, to get whatever you want to give me right now. I bet it sounded like surrender. And I love it because the wind called the Holy Spirit always responds to the sound of surrender. Why? Because you cannot have the power to change until you surrender. Surrender what? Surrender your pride. Surrender your agenda. Surrender your will to God's will and he will allow the Holy Spirit to come on you because when you sow a sound, you will reap a sound from heaven. If you believe it, say amen. So still, pastor, you still ain't answered the question. What does surrender sound like? For the disciples, I bet surrender sounded like fellowship. It's what we're doing right now. For the Bible tells me all the believers were together in one place. That's what Acts chapter 2 says. You got to surrender some time to be around God's people if you want the Holy Spirit to move in you. Some of us want to do this faith thing in silos when God has called us to do it in community. Why don't you surrender some time to serve? Why don't you surrender some time to get around some brothers and sisters that's going to encourage you? That's why Hebrews tells us to not forsake the gathering of the saints because there's encouragement in the body. See, when my faith connects with your faith, anything can happen. So maybe surrender sounds like fellowship or maybe surrender sounds like prayer. Some of us just need to pray a lot more than we do. Yep. Surrender sounds like prayer. I love this because the Holy Spirit, I told you, it's not just in the beginning of the Bible. It's not just in the New Testament. It's all through it. We see one of the judges, Samson. I just preached a story the other week about Samson and Delilah. But you know, I love it because back in the Old Testament, when the Holy Spirit will fall on someone, it will fall on them to accomplish a task and then it will leave and they would have to pray again. They would have to petition God again for the Holy Spirit to fall on them to do that task. It's not until King David it comes about, and I talked about this in prayer yesterday, that the Bible says that once the Spirit came on him, it never left him. Why? Because it was trying to show us that God was about to do something new with his Spirit through us and in us. But as it pertains to Samson, when Samson lost all his strength because he did all the nonsense, he had one last petition in him, one last surrender in him, and he sent it up to heaven. He says, God, if you if you feel me up one more time, I'm going to take out more Philistines than this time than I ever had in my entire life. And the, in that moment, the Holy Spirit fell on him, and he was able to push those pillars and they fell down one last time because in a moment of surrender in a moment of prayer the spirit fell on him to strengthen him I don't know who I'm talking to today but somebody needs to surrender some prayer surrender some petition up to heaven because I'm here to tell you that when you give that stuff up to God the Holy Spirit will come on you and empower you to be the answer in the situation you were looking for if you believe it say amen but maybe it don't just sound like fellowship and prayer. I believe surrender sounds like praise. I wish there were some people in God's house that would praise him. The Bible I read in Psalms 22 tells me that God inhabits the praises of his people. 
God wants to be where he is getting all the praise, not where you are getting all the praise. God says, not only do I inhabit, I enthrone myself. God will sit in all his royalty and glory among us when we learn how to open our mouth and surrender some praise because we know that we are not the source, that God is the source, and we give him worship. We give him glory. We give him all honor. We give him all praise. I wish somebody in cool church today at the 930 service would take about five seconds to get up on your feet and give a shout of praise to the most high God because when the praises go up the blessings fall down if you believe it say amen surrender sounds like praise sounds like praise but it always sounds like worship too spirit comes in worship for the Bible that I read in John 4 tells me I worship in spirit and in truth. Worship in spirit. We can't miss that. We cannot miss that. Surrender your worship because your soul longs to be with its creator. When we worship God, I'm, 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 I'm sending up a signal to say, God, I know where I come from. And I want to make sure that I'm giving you all the glory. I worship you because you made me. I worship you because I'm breathing. I worship you because I still have another opportunity to get it right when I messed up so many other times. I worship you. When you sow a sound of surrender, you're going to reap a sound of suddenly. Bible says suddenly a sound like that of a violent rushing wind came into that place today. And the only thing that God has been waiting on for you is to totally surrender to him today. How long God going to take before he do something? The moment you surrender. When you sow a sound of surrender, you're going to reap a sound of suddenly. See, God, he does unexpected things in your life when you consistently surrender. Someone's waiting on a miracle, but we haven't done the consistent things like gathering, like praying like praising, like worshiping, and we waiting on God to do stuff. When he was like, when you consistently surrender to me, I'm going to shock you with what I do next. Because it's going to come suddenly. And finally, where's the wind going? Where's it going? Know what it sounds like? Sounds like surrender. Where's it going? John 8, excuse me, John 3, 8. Second part says, but you can not tell where it comes from or where it's going. So is it with everyone born of the spirit? What a, what a thing to say. Got to be born again, all this stuff. And then he comes out of nowhere. But you cannot tell where it comes from or where it's going. So it is with everyone born from the spirit. So if I'm born of the spirit, I got to release myself to a thing, I got to relinquish my control to something and I don't know where it's going. I don't know where it comes. I don't know where it's going. Man. Like we want to know where it's going. But the question is, are you close enough to it to see its effects on you? How close are you to this wind? Because here's the truth. We tried it already. But no matter how hard I blow, I cannot generate enough power to move my own hand. Let's try it, like, unless a tornado can come out of my mouth, which it can't, 
I can't generate enough power. That's why the thought of you controlling the wind is asinine because even if you do control the wind, you can't generate enough power to move yourself. You just can't. So I, I, I love this because you can't generate enough power to move you. That's the beauty of the wind though. We didn't make it. We can't control it. But it does have the power to control us if we allow it. I, I, I was sitting here trying to think of like the best way to show you how the wind could affect you. And, you know, I couldn't get like a giant fan up here to blow me away, which if it did, that'll be like a hazard in the lawsuit and all that kind of crazy stuff. But even if I had a big enough fan, I don't, I don't think I'd get one to generate enough wind to, to, to blow me. So I, I want you to see what a life looks like when you allow the wind of the Holy Spirit to blow on you. Because I, I think there's some people that, honestly, the only thing that stopped you from moving ahead in God is this control issue. You want to control the wind. You want to control the power of the Holy Spirit. When God's like, yo, just you be you and you let me be God. Just let me be God. You don't have to know. Rewind. Is God good? And all the time. Do I have to know where I'm going if it's good? Y'all, I never know where I'm going, man. But I trust God so I know it's good. Even if it doesn't feel good to get there, I know if God has allowed it, he works all things together for the good of those that love him that are called according to his purpose. So I know... Even if I don't like how I get there, I know when I get there, it's going to be good. But I can't do that on my strength. I got to do that on God's strength. I want to show you what your life should look like when you allow the Holy Spirit to power you. I brought my friend here to help me out. I love this guy. He's awesome. Show him what the Holy Ghost look like in him, boss. Come on. I like him. He happy. He got a smile on his face. And look, at he can't even stay still. He like, he all over the place. I, I love this. They call this an air dancer. Air dancers are dope because they have to do whatever the wind tells them to do. I, I love it. He can't, he can't even control. Like, 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 I see people, they sitting in church like this. They sit in praise and worship like this when God's asking them to look like this. He wants the wind to start blowing him. Because he can't, he can't control where he's going. He can't control what he's doing. Hey, you know the best thing about when the wind blows on you? Watch this. Let's say I'm the enemy, right? I'm the enemy. I want to take him down. Look at this. I can't keep him down. Come on. Come on. Get, 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 get down. It don't matter. It don't matter how much I hit it. It don't matter what I do. He going to keep popping back up. Some of y'all been knocked down by the enemy and you stay down because you have no Holy Ghost wind on you. But my brother, brother wind over here, he understands that no matter how many times he gets knocked down, when he got the spirit of God in him, he going to get back up. He going to blow where he got to go. He going to go where he got to go. He's going to give God praise the entire time. He going to keep a smile on his face because he's got the wind on the inside of him. So it doesn't matter what happens to him. His attitude won't change. His posture of surrender will not change because he got the Holy Ghost wind on the inside of him if you believe it. Say amen. This is what you should look like 
when the wind is on you. No, I don't know where he's going. This is the definition of never letting them know what your next move is. You might not know my next move, but I promise you, I'm going to keep on going in Jesus' name. Nothing's going to stop me from getting to where I got to go. But here's the thing. Some of us, here's the reality. We can't even fully be seen the right way until the wind is on us. Some of you in this building right now, you look just like that. Dead faith, dead life, defeated. And then you got other people looking at you. You called yourself a Christian. They look at it. Why you look like that? I don't want to be you if this is what you look like. You see, the power of the wind is I can't see the wind, but I can see when it's moving something. When people look at me from the outside, they don't see a dude that stays down. They see a dude that's ready to get up because I can't see the wind, but I can always see the wind's effect on me. And here's the other thing about the wind. Many of us, maybe, we've actually walked in the room like this, and that's okay. That's okay. Because we always going to preach come as you are. Some of you came in like this. Here's, listen to me. And I'm not going to back down on preaching this. I'm going to preach this till I'm 120. You can come as you are. We welcome you. We welcome you. Don't care what your past sin is. Don't really care what you identify as. The truth of the matter is, I don't have to agree with you to love you. I don't have to agree with you to welcome you. But I'm not going to not tell you the truth. For the Bible is grace. Jesus is grace and come as you are. But when the Holy Spirit is on you, you cannot stay that way. It's time to get up out of the grave. Get up out of the muck. Get up out of the mire. Get up out of the pit. And it's time to raise your hands to the one that made you, that created you, that saved you, that loved you. You can come as you are. But what you cannot do is stay that way. I don't know who I'm talking to today. Is there anybody out there that's been changed by the power of the Holy Spirit and you want the world to see that you ain't who you used to be. You can walk away from that abuse. You can walk away from the lies. You can walk away from the deception. And you can live in the fullness of life that God has called you to. If you believe it, say amen. There comes a point in your life Well, you got to stop fighting against the wind. You got to go with it. Because at the end of the day, the wind has the power to change you. For we were all dead in our sins. But God, but God, he comes on us and he changes us from the inside out. You didn't want to know me 20 plus years ago. I used to look just like that. And one day, I allowed the wind to take over my... I'm just telling y'all, man, 
I think people think I got it figured out because I'm standing up here, but I promise you, and there are still some days where I feel like that. And I say, God, I need your Holy Ghost to fill me one more time. I need it to fill me one more time because I know. I need y'all to hear it. And this is my mama's favorite movie. But there was a time in my life where I had just wanted to do everything on my own. But one day, I just decided, you know what? I'm going to be gone with the wind. Wherever the wind goes, that's where I'm going to go. I need somebody to hear it. Because when your life is going with the wind, you got to see the wind will give you the power to change your entire life. The wind took me from Miami, Florida to college in Baltimore. The wind brought me a woman that I had to pursue. The wind got me two degrees, including a master's degree. The wind moved me to New York, humbled me, and brought me back to Miami. The wind took me back to my childhood church. The wind made me drive buses as a youth leader. The wind brought my love back into my life and we've been married now and been together for 23 years. The wind made me a youth pastor. The wind made me a pastor on staff for 13 years at my last church. The wind made me a fashion designer. The wind made me adopt a beautiful little girl nine years ago. The wind brought my family to Miramar, Florida to play cool church. The wind pushed this church through a pandemic. And now the wind has brought us to Miramar High and the wind is expanding us from Miramar to Miami Gardens to the ends of the earth as cool and the fountain come together. And I don't know where we going next, but I promise you, I ain't going unless the wind blows me there. If you believe it, say amen. With every head bowed, every eye closed. I never know where I'm going next. But I don't want to go without the wind. Never know where I'm going. But the wind in my life has never, ever failed me. Thank you so much for listening. To hear more messages like this one, please be sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel. And if you like what you heard, please consider sharing with your friends because it helps so much. Don't forget to connect with us at our website, thecoolchurch.com. And be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at We Are Cool Church. And always remember that you were created out of love.